Hi, this is Donna Otto. Welcome to Homemakers. We're so glad you're joining us today, and we hope you've been joining us the last six or seven days as we have begun our time of preparing for Easter. And if you haven't heard any of these early podcast sessions, please go to our website and look at our archives and uh, listen to a few of them. Today I want to talk to you as we continue talking about preparing. What is preparation? The key word to organization is preparation. You know, we love getting organized, don't we? We want to get organized, get it in order, and then we want to tell everybody don't touch it. I remember years ago, a true story. I went to the market to do all the marketing. I don't like grocery shopping. It's my least favorite household task. So I'm very good at it. I make menu plans. I make market lists. And if you're unfamiliar with any of those how-tos, um, I encourage you to get the book that I wrote called Secrets to Getting More Done. You can find that on our website also. But all of these things will save you time and money. So I'd done everything. And I got into the grocery store. I'm even in those days dividing my cart up by things that go in the freezer and things that go in the refrigerator and things that go in the food pantry. So when I get home, I'm done with it. And I got all of it done. And I got all the produce ready. And, you know, you're supposed to put things in the front of the refrigerator kids should eat. So when they open the refrigerator and say, what's there to eat? You know, they are carrots and good things. So I'd done all of that. And I remember thinking, now don't touch it. <laughs> don't eat it. Don't smell it. Don't touch it. Because I'm never going to the grocery store again. Preparation. We want to get pre prepared. But part of this preparation in our anticipation of celebrating Easter is the intentionality of stopping long enough to think about what really happened on Easter and what happened the preceding days, sometimes called the Holy Week or the Passion Week or the Final Week. Max Lucado calls it uh, the week of celebrations and losses. And we've called it the week of weeks for years. Uh, a number of years ago, my husband went on a website called Dr. Death Clock. Um, I, I've never forgotten it because you put in your data and they predict based on actuarials of how long you will live. And David did this. And I am telling you that that information got stuck in my head. How long will you live? Like you could tell when he was going to die. And then he told me he'd done it for me too. Now, I'm a very intentional woman and have been very encouraged with Carol Travilla and Joan Webb's book called The Intentional Woman. And I like to apply things to my life um, intentionally. Jesus was very intentional. A listener asked me, well, when did God know? When did Jesus know he was going to die? Jesus knew from the beginning that he had come to earth to fulfill God's mission. And God's mission, this vast plan, was that he might be the sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb. Uh, Easter has a lot to do with Passover. Remember the story of Passover? L let me give you a few highlights of the story of Passover. It would just take me about two weeks to really do, do justice to all the passages in the scripture. But the children of Israel have been in Egypt. They've been in bondage. And Moses is called 
to get them out of Egypt. And he goes to the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh, he says, let my people go. And the Pharaoh says, no. Or the Pharaoh says, yes. And then he ch changes his mind. And then come the 10 plagues. And the last plague is the plague that everything that is firstborn will die. Firstborn of your children. And then the word was sent that if you put blood over the top of your door frame, the lentil, when the angel of death came to the children in Egypt, the children of Israel would be spared. So, of course, the children of Israel sacrificed an animal to make blood to put over the top of their doorway. It's an amazing story. You know the part of the story that I often think about is knowing history enough to know that often in the poorer homes and poorer um, Israeli families, that little animal lived in the household with the family. It was a pet. It was a pet in any way you might want to call it a pet. And the sacrifice that was made and part of the requirements in making a sacrifice was that you had to hold a portion of the sacrificial animal while the priest killed the animal. Now, I know some of you are listening and saying, I you hope your children are not listening because it sounds so grueling and gruesome, and it is. But it was all a part of remembering what a great sacrifice was being made. Their pet, who lived with them, who slept with them, who ate with them, was now being offered that they might live and the blood might be put over the doorway. And that's what Easter is about. And that's when we talked a few days ago about identifying with Christ. Do you identify with Christ? Do you identify with Christ in that his loss of life, his sacrifice, that his father, God, let him be the sacrifice for my wrongdoings, for my past sins, for my present sins, and for all the sins that are to come. I want you to identify with Christ as your Savior. I want you to identify with Christ who was resurrected. But I also want you to identify with who you are in Jesus and the great sacrifice that he made, that he made, that you might live forever. That's all I want to say today about this amazing preparation for Easter that we are journeying toward April 8th, 2012. And my producers always say, don't give dates, because what if we want to air these shows again? Well, we will if we want to. But I am with you marching toward the celebration of Christ's great sacrifice. Remember to look on the website for free resources. There's a calendar for the month of February as we end this month of February. Uh, turning the page to the 1st of March, there'll be a new calendar for the month of March and then another calendar for the month of April. Remember the activities that we've suggested, maybe a candle or making a paper chain representing each of the days that are remaining. Never too late to start that paper chain. Whenever you want to start it, make a, a, a chain link uh, for every day that remains and put it on your table and let the children separate it. I'm going to talk to you about a cross the next time we're together, a cross that we're putting on our kitchen table and how we're using it this Easter in a preparing our hearts for 
the loss and death of Jesus Christ and for the quiet in between and for the resurrection of life that we know happened on Easter. This is Donna Otto. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your sacrifices by giving gifts to the ministry. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day.